this evening. We just want to welcome you to the house of the Lord. Let's uh, keep up the pace here and a little bit faster and uh, Lord lift me up. Same key. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. My faith on heaven's table and a higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Heart has no desire to stay Where doubts arise and fears dismay Though some may dwell where these abound My prayer, my aim is higher ground Lord, lift me up and let me stand My faith on heaven Stable and a higher place than I have found. Lord, plant my feet all in higher ground. I want to live above this world, though Satan's dust and me are hurled. For faith has caught the joyful sound. The song of saints on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith on heaven's table and 
a higher place than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost high and catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I pray till heaven I've found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith on heaven's stable land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet all in higher ground. I want to scale the utmost height and catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I'll pray till heaven I found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table and a higher place than I have found. Lord, plant my feet. All in higher ground So Lord lift me up And let me stand My faith on heaven Stable and A higher place Than I have found Lord plant my feet All in higher ground Oh so Jesus Jesus, hold my hand. I need the every hour. And through this pilgrim land, oh, protect me by thy power. And hear my feeble plea, oh, dear Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. And as I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me. He leads me safely through the sinking sand. It is the Christ of Calvary. Oh, this would be my prayer, dear Lord, each day to help me do the best I can. For I need thy light to guide me day and night. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Oh, now Jesus, hold my hand. I need thee every hour. And through this pilgrim land, oh, protect me by thy power. And hear my feeble plea, dear Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, 
Just lead me safely to a land of rest If I a crown of life have won And I have put my faith in Thee, dear Lord That I may reach the golden strand There's no other friend on whom I can depend Blessed Jesus, hold my hand now Jesus hold my hand I need the area and through this pilgrim land protect me by thy power and hear my feeble plea dear Lord look down on me as I in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Oh, now Jesus, hold my hand. I need the area. And through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy power. And he my feeble plea, dear Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. That's what we want this evening is uh, no matter what we go through is for him to hold our hand. Um, let's go ahead and change the order of our service and slow it down just a bit. Let's sing that song, He's All I Need. Let's see. He's all I need. He's all I need. 
Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity that we have to come to your house, Lord, to worship you, to hear more of your word. Lord, we just ask that you would be with the service tonight. Lord, be with the remainder of the song service. Lord, draw us into worship to you. Be with the minister as he brings forth the word, Father. Our, our desire is that you just show us one more step, guide us just a little bit more tonight, Father. Lord, we, we thank you. We love you. We ask that you would be with any unspoken requests that are here tonight, Lord. Pray that you would just be our Jehovah Jireh, be our provider and in all things. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. And as they just come by, you may have your seats. I'm not singing that song. Um, I don't have any specials this evening. So let's sing He Is Here. Just start out with. He is here.
So surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power. I see glory on each face Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place Oh, now surely the presence Just open our eyes. 
dancing as Brother Diggs comes. Just open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus to reach out and touch. Say that we love Open. to listen help us to live
let's worship Him. I worship you, Lord, you are the way maker, miracle word, promise keep, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. That is who you are. We make a miracle worker. We make a worker, keeper, the darkness. That is who you are. Everybody say, We make a Promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. One more time without the music. Oh, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You know, at my church, when it seems like it's over, we go back into it. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop. Even when... Even when I don't see you working, even when I don't you working, you never stop, you never stop working, you never stop. Even when, even when I don't see you working, even when I don't feel you working, you never stop. Never stop working, you never stop. Oh, we make a miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are.
Anybody testify to that tonight? Come on, we can do better than that. Hallelujah. Oh, my. He's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. He's the light in our darkness. Amen. God always remains faithful and true. Amen. It's a, a pleasure to be in church tonight. You know, I'm excited because God has been good to me. You know, uh, I looked at the forecast. It's just a habit of mine when I travel, I always look at the forecast. And they're projecting rain and thunderstorms from Columbia to Hickory. So I started praying. I said, Lord, if it got to rain, either let it rain before I get there or don't let it rain at all. So you know what God did for me? Wherever I got coming down from 77 all the way to 321 all the way here, either it was just a miss or there was no rain at all. So God is good. Amen. Amen. I had windshield wipers, but I didn't need them tonight. Amen. So I'm just grateful that God is so mindful of our prayers. Amen. And, and, and he knows all. He hears all. He sees all. We, we, we give honor to God tonight. We thank the Lord for your pastor and his absence for uh, allowing us to come. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into the word of God tonight. Lord Jesus, Father, we're here on the mirrors of your grace. And Lord, just a simple prayer asking, Lord, that the, the rain, will, Lord, would just cease in the midst of our travels. Lord, and you're faithful. Lord, you honored it, Lord, just to show that you're with us, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we know that you're here with us tonight in the service, Lord. We pray that you have total preeminence. Lord, search the hearts of your people, Lord God, and let the, the gift of God be on display tonight, Lord, as we speak the word, Lord, let it not be me, let it not be I, but let it be you, Lord. Let it be you dwelling in flesh like you did all those many years ago in our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. We know that it was you empowering us by your word and your life, and Lord, we know that that anointing is still here among us. Lord, and we bind any spirit that's not like you. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let church say amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 16. Psalms, chapter 16. Psalms, chapter 16, and then we're going to go to... Uh, Matthew chapter 6. Psalms 16. The Bible says in verse 5. Psalm 16 and 5. If you have a say amen. amen. The Bible says the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are falling upon me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. 
I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope for thou will not leave me. Thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Matthew chapter 5, I mean chapter 6, I'm sorry. Matthew 6. Let's just read um, verse 33. The Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You can have your seats by the grace of God. Tonight, my subject is put God first. Put God first. First, amen. That should be the desire of everyone in this room tonight. You know, if, if we really think about it, you know, if, if my message is very simple tonight. You know, and, and by the grace of God, I don't believe uh, I'll be long at all. But we just want to highlight some things tonight. You know, and as, as I think about the scripture, you know, in Psalms, the 16th chapter, we know that David was a man after God's very own heart. Amen, church? And that David, you know, a lot of times before he did things, he sought God. You know, he wanted to see whether it was God's will or not. But I love the scripture right here in, in, in Psalms chapter 16. If, if you don't mind, we'll turn back there. In Psalms chapter 16. David is David is 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 expressing how much God means to him. First of all, he says, you know, the Lord is his portion. Amen. You know, and he said, of my inheritance and my cup, thou maintainest. God, David is saying, Lord, you're in control of my life. And I don't know about you, but I feel like that's a good place to be in. To know that God is in control of your life. But how do you know God is in control of your life? The only way he can be in control is if you put him first. He can't be second. He can't be third. He can't be fourth. He can't be a maybe. God has to be first. And, you know, I'll say it like this. This is something I, I, I said to my kids a long time ago. I said, hey, put God first in your life. Because if you put him second, he'll show you why he should have been first. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because everything else will begin to mess up. Everything else will begin to fall by the wayside. Because God will not play second fiddle to anything in our lives. He won't play second in our finances. He won't play second to our relationships. He won't play second to your church. God wants to be first. So why not be like David? David say, I set the Lord, hallelujah, before me. Amen. David said, I put God before all my decisions, everything I do, amen, God has to give me direction, amen. And you know, I, I, I love how he went on down and David said, uh, um, he said, uh, 
The lions are falling upon me in, in pleasant places. Yea, I have goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. Amen. Where's this counsel coming from? It's coming unto a man who has placed God before every decision. Hallelujah. And you think about us, church, if we could just get to a place, if we would just ask God first before we do anything and wait till he answer. The hard part is not saying, Lord, should I do this? The hard part is waiting till he answer. Because waiting takes a measure of faith. Hallelujah. Waiting, is, it, it takes a measure of trust. Well, you have to trust God that, that, that if you wait long enough, he will show up and give you direction. But church, our direction comes from the word of God. And the prophet of God says that the word of God is the absolute. Amen. So when we put God, hallelujah, who is his word before every decision we make, what are we doing? We're waiting on an absolute. Hallelujah. And if you have an absolute, that means it doesn't waver. It's not shaken. It's not tossed and turned, but it becomes an anchor. Hallelujah. So when you put God before every situation, before every choice, every solution, every decision you have to make, you are standing on the anchor of God. And no matter how much the waves toss, no matter how much it shakes the ship, the anchor will hold. And think about how sweet it is to know that God is in control of your life. Hallelujah. So if we, if we keep going, I love it. How David says, he says, I have set the Lord, verse, verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me because he is my right hand. I shall not be moved. <laughs> Woo. You ever heard God told you to do something? And no matter what somebody else may think, no matter what somebody else may say, you can stand firm and say, God told me to do this. <laughs> and you're not worried about the consequences. You're not worried about the criticism. You're not worried about the stares. Like some of y'all doing me tonight. I know God put a gift of evangelism in my life and what he's doing, he's setting it before you tonight. Hallelujah. So how are you going to respond when God is putting what he has first before you? Amen. Oh, oh my. You may sit there, you may close one eye, you may yawn, you may cough, but that's not going to stop me from putting God first in my life. Hallelujah. Although I may have wanted to be a football player or somebody big in the world. No, God said, put me first and everything else that you're seeking will follow. Think about that, church. Everything you desire is resting upon you putting God first. You say, oh, Brother Dix, I I just want to be married so bad. Put God first. (laughs) Woo. You say, Brother Diggs, I want a job while I'm making tons of money. Put God first. And he'll work it out. He'll work it out for your good. 
He said, take no thought what you will do. Take no thought for food and raiment. Why? Because if you put him first, the Bible says he know what you have need of before you even ask. What an assurance that before I can even ask, if I'm living a life where I'm putting God before everything, it automatically has to work according to his scripture. Seek him first and everything else you stand in need of will follow. Hallelujah. But let's look at it. He says, I said the Lord before me always because he is my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad. What if you lose your house? <laughs> but you're still a Christian. You're still serving God. You've already dedicated your life unto him. So let me, let's understand what's going on. If you lose that house, that's a part of God's plan. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're out of the will of God. Hallelujah. If you put God first, hallelujah, you put him there in control of everything. Sometimes God allows things to happen. Why? Because he's shaping character. Hallelujah. He's shaping character. He's molding you into the image of his mind. And character, hallelujah, is developed by trials and tribulations. Hallelujah. And you know what I used to think? You know, when certain things used to happen to me, I'd be like, Lord, why is this happening? And, and I'm serving you and I'm praying about things and everything. And, you know, why is this happening? You know, then God began to show me, church, what we ought to do sometimes, we ought to go back and look at the steps of our life. Amen. And what I had to do, I had to go back and look at some of the steps of my life. And I had to start out right here. I said, okay, God. I, I acknowledge you as my savior. I acknowledge you as my deliverer, my Lord, right there. So I put you in control. And before I made every move, I prayed. Things happened. Then I moved on. Things happened and I moved on. Things happened and I moved on. So if God brought me through all of that because I put him first, what is this step? Nothing more but just a testimony. Hallelujah. But what we do, we look at things, we're like, Lord, what's going on? David said, hallelujah, therefore my heart is glad. Why? Because I put God first and he's in control. Oh my. He said, and my glory rejoices, my flesh also shall rest in hope. Oh my. The prophet of God said, you cannot put faith in anything that's shaky. And the only thing we have that is solid and strong enough to keep us going from glory to glory is the word of God. And without the word of God, all we have is hope. Listen to what the prophet of God says. He says, give me a preacher. Give me a Christian. Give me a housewife. That's a Christian. Give me a farmer or a a factory worker that will put God first in everything. I'll show you a man or woman, hallelujah, will be successful in spite of all the devil can put on him. So let's think about it, church. Are we really seeking God's face when we're looking to do certain things in our own life. And you know, when, we, when, when, I, when I begin to think about a 
saints of God in the scripture that put God first no matter what the circumstances look like. It caused God to show up in their stead. You know, and I begin to think about Babylon, Babylon the Great, and how they had all these great kings, and King Darius, and King Nebuchadnezzar, and different ones. And, and I begin to think about who was there in all these different reigns, like Daniel and the Hebrew boys. And you know, if you just take Daniel, Daniel was a man who believed in putting God first. Hallelujah. No matter what the situation looked like, no matter how dangerous it was, Daniel knew if he put God first, God had to come to his rescue. Well, let me say it like the prophet said. He knew if he put God first, God had to come to his rescue. (laughs) And what did God do? God remained faithful. You know, and I think about the time where Daniel, hallelujah, uh, uh, Daniel and the Hebrew boys were in the kingdom and they, they came out with some, with some meat that was sacrificed unto their idol gods. Daniel and the boys said, no, we ain't eating that. We ain't eating that meat. We're going to put our God first. We, we, don't, we don't want your meat that's sacrificed to other gods. No, we're going to eat vegetables and fruit. He said, I tell you what, come back and look at us after these 10 days up. Hallelujah. Did God remain faithful? Amen. When he came back, Daniel and his Daniel and the Hebrew boys, they looked more, hallelujah, strengthened and revived more than anybody else. Why? Because they put God first. And the whole time they was in Babylon, hallelujah, they were not there, hallelujah, as people who wanted to be there. They were there almost in a stage of captivity, amen. But you know, they kept their God first. Even though they were not in their homeland, they still kept God first. And what I'm saying tonight, no matter what this world looks like, no matter who the next president is, we ought to keep God first. Amen. Not our Republican status, not our Democrat status. Keep God, your Christian status first. I'm a Christian first. Hallelujah. In anything I do. Hallelujah. And you know, Daniel found himself. And I may not hit it, hit, it, hit it verbatim as far as chapter to chapter. But, you know, Daniel found himself, amen, in a tight place, just putting God first. You know, Daniel had a prayer time three times a day. Whew. That seems so hard for us. Somebody talk to me now. <laughs> I know I ain't the only one that's hard for Hallelujah, because I done, I done made up my mind there been times where I say, you know, I've been fasting. I say, Lord, I'm going to do like Daniel did. I'm going to pray three times a day. Might not only get number one. And that's that night before I'm going to bed. What happened all that other time? I put something else first. <laughs> Hallelujah. We won't admit that it's that easy to ignore God, but it is. Hallelujah. And the prophet, we got things, hallelujah, that are recorded, that are on tape, and has been preached around the world. So simple that we should be able to operate in, but there's something that always holds us up. He said, hallelujah, if you want to get close to God, do what? Read your Bible and pray every day. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't quite there yet. (laughs) Hallelujah. Ooh, 
You a preacher and you don't read your Bible and pray every day? Not yet, but I'm confessing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I ain't there yet, but I'm confessing it. You say, well, Brother Deeks, what you be doing? Getting distracted. Hallelujah. Getting distracted. And the prophet God, sometimes, he says, sometimes, what's your distraction? Family life. Just being a husband. Just being a wife. Just being a, a, good, a, a, a good child to your parents. Hallelujah. Just enjoying that time is a distraction from God. Whew. My, my, my. Listen, Brother Deacon, I'm supposed to cook. Cook and pray. <laughs> If you can't cook, everybody praying anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you might as well join hands and start out before you say grace. Hallelujah. Maybe the food might turn out all right then. Hallelujah. But it's, it's these things, these, these nuggets we have that seem so simple. Why are they so hard? Because the enemy knows if we don't put God first, there's a level of connection we'll never get to. And I don't know about you, my whole goal, hallelujah, is to be able to hear, see, and speak to God like Adam did in the garden. Woo! Hallelujah. Think about that, church. That's where we come from. Hallelujah. There wasn't no distractions. God came down in the cool of the day and Adam sat there and said, speak, Lord. And he spoke, Adam spoke back, they had fellowship and everything was good. But then something came in where God wasn't able to be put first. What was it? Their own human desires. And our own human desires get in the way and it puts God on the back burner. Hallelujah. When God created us, hallelujah, to have fellowship with him. But let me say it like this. This is not a rebuke. All is not lost. He said everything that Adam lost was restored in who? Jesus Christ. Woo! Hallelujah. So when you confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, every promise of God is restored unto you in that moment. You just got to walk in it. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory. You just have to believe that the restoration has come. Amen. You just have to believe that we're not waiting on something special. All God wants us to do is hear his word, receive his word, and be a doer of his word. Because his word is not discriminative. Amen. Because denominations, you, let's, let's just take the prosperity gospel. Why are they churches so big? Because they operate in that law. <laughs> they put God first and they give him. <laughs> They say, Brother I don't know about that. Yeah. They take the scripture of being a blessing. They take the scripture of paying tithes. And they operate in it. They put God first. And God multiplies. Hallelujah. You say, well, we got the word. That's a part of the word, too. <laughs> if you put God first in your finances, he'll bless it. Why? Because his word said so. His word said, bring unto my storehouse when? First. 
Hallelujah. Bring her to me first. Hallelujah. And he said, if you do, you're blessed. If you don't, you're cursed. Hallelujah. The blessing of putting God first is that you have access. Amen. You have God there to do everything that you can do. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know, you think about all these different avenues. Think about the avenue of healing. Put God first. How? According to Isaiah 53. See, we got all the things we need. We just need to operate in it. Hallelujah. And y'all know me, doctors, they don't like to see me. Because it's an automatic fight. Automatic fight. I come in there with one of them looks on my face. They get their machine and dialing up stuff. I'm, in my mind, I'm saying, you can do whatever you want to do. I'm coming out of here with a, 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 a testimony of I'm whole. Before they even before they even announce whatever they're trying to give me, or before I didn't win it, I say, God, you're my savior. God, you're my healer, and you promised me if I confess the blood of Jesus Christ, if I put you first, there's no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that it won't be formed, it just won't prosper. It won't be first. Hallelujah. If I put God first, amen, everything else has to follow behind that. I love how, how the prophet of God said about the devil, amen. They said, well, the devil can do, the devil can, no, the devil can't. All the devil can do is what you allow him. Like right now in the service, if you're getting sleepy, it's because you're allowing him to put you to sleep. <laughs> if you're a little tired, it's because you allowing those faculties to feel a little drained. Hallelujah. If you're a little disinterested, hallelujah, it's because your mindset is somewhere else. But if you think about it, if you say, God, is this you? Lord, is this you talking to me? If you put God first right here and say, wow, oh my God, I see a black man, but I think God is up there too. Y'all know I'm no good unless I can be myself. Hallelujah. And you know, when God created me, he didn't create another. The mold was broke, thrown away, crushed, destroyed. Me and only me. Me and my son got the same first name, but he can't be me. Hallelujah. And you know, church, when you, if, 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 if we come to church and we say, well, we didn't worship, we didn't sing songs, what's the purpose of us worshiping? What's the purpose, purpose of us worshiping first? Creating an atmosphere. Putting God, putting, putting that kind of atmosphere before the word. How many enjoyed the song service? How many enjoyed the word? So I mean the song service. So we enjoyed the worship. Amen. And, and, and supposedly as we worship, it's going up before God as a sweet smelling savor in his nostrils. Hallelujah. How many can say that tonight God has received my worship? Hallelujah. You put God first in your worship. When you came in here, you begin to sing songs and throw your hands and lift your hands and sway in the spirit and worship him. What's next? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If your worship 
was put first and, and God received your worship, the next thing for him to do is to come down and receive your worship. Hallelujah. It's for him to receive the worshiper's worship by sending down fire upon the worshiper. Now, I don't know about you, but I ain't never seen a still fire. <laughs> not a 4th of July, not the 4th of July. New Year's just happened. And I guarantee you, every firecracker made a noise. <laughs> if it had gunpowder, it did something. Hallelujah. And if it did nothing but just, you were mad. This thing was supposed to pop, it was supposed to bust, it was supposed to boom, it was supposed to do something. And you lit it and went, Poof. I'm sorry, but tonight, some of y'all, all y'all giving God is a poof. <laughs> but he's been good to us. I don't know about you, but I come to church sometimes and I'm like, Lord, I've been praying about this. I've been praying about that. I've been putting you first. I've been fasting. I've been doing all these things and I need to hear from you. I need a response to the things I've been praying about. Lord, just let me know I'm on the right track. I need something. Hallelujah. Lord, allow the minister to say something to me. I don't know about y'all, but that's how I pray. Amen. I don't come just to occupy a seat, but if I put God first, I expect God to respond to me. But some of you, uh, it's good enough. No, I want, I want that God where as soon as you light it, you got to throw it in there real fast. Hallelujah. Because if you don't, it's going to blow up in your hand. Anybody ever had a firecracker blow up in their hand? That thing hurt, don't it? Oh, my, you wasn't expecting, but it was, oh, oh, my. And if you ain't saved, you're going to say something you ain't supposed to say. Hallelujah. But church, I want to feel, and I'm, I'm not talking about emotion. Hallelujah. You know, for those of you who are married, amen, you don't have to do nothing special when your spouse walks in the room. It's, there's just a connection there. When she walks in, you sometimes you get a little giddy. Just not smiling for no reason. Because there's a connection there. There's years of, of warmth and feelings and all these things that you've, you've put together. She's been, as far as a woman, she's been first in your life. Hallelujah. As far as a man, he's been first. Hallelujah. But how would they know that if you never express it? Hallelujah. We're in times now where we're so holy, we're so righteous. Hallelujah. A sister can't even say, hey, big boy. I've been waiting to see you all day. We got too much Holy Ghost for that one now. Too much, too much Holy Ghost. Too much Holy Ghost to woo one another. I don't know about you, church, but I want to be wooed by God. I want God to show me he loves me. I want God to touch me sometimes. I want God to speak to me, whisper in my ear. Hallelujah. These, these natural things we see in natural relationships, they are natural things typing our spiritual. If you put somebody first in your life, there's something that comes along with that. What? Dedication. So if I put God first, that means he's dedicated to me. Hallelujah. He's not going to put me on the back burner. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like when I'm singing, I'm worshiping God. The angels, they got to be quiet. 
They holy, they righteous, but they can't worship redemption like I can. Hallelujah. They don't know what it's like to be lost. They don't know what it's like to be traveling through a land where you got demons after you every day. And then you can come to church and you can say, we make a miracle work, promise keeper. In the midst of all of it, you can still put God first. Hallelujah. Might not have enough money in your bank account, but you can still say he's lighting your darkness. He's a way maker. Hallelujah. Put God first in everything. Hallelujah. I ain't going to be too much long. Y'all know I'm about to close. But Daniel, I think about Daniel. And Daniel found himself, amen, being persecuted because the only problem they could find with Daniel was that he put God first. <laughs> think about it. Isn't that a good problem to have? People mad at you because you put God first. I mean, one time on my job when I, when I used to drive trucks, my boss, man, God forgive me, but I used to call him Pharaoh. And, you know, he was a Baptist, so he wasn't catching the parable. So every morning I come in, he's like, hey, Drake, how you doing? I say, what's going on, Pharaoh? He's like, well, I need you to do this. I need you to go here. And, and what used to bother me all the time, he'd tell me to do stuff I know I didn't want to do. And then he'd say, thank you. That was a sarcastic thank you. Because he know to keep my job, I had to do it. So he was like, go down here, pick this up, do this, do this. Thank you. I'm like, I got your thank you. <laughs> but, you know, I used to call him Pharaoh, and sometimes we get to talking about the Lord, and one day we started talking about healing. And, you know, and, and, and my testimony came up. We started talking about how the Lord healed me from cancer, my brain, and all these things. And he says, but God gives us doctors. I said, yeah, just not in my case. He said, well, well, what are you saying? You're saying that if you're sick, you won't go to, to the hospital? I say, I ain't saying that. What I'm saying is I go to God first. Hallelujah. Because I'm trusting him to honor his word. I'm trusting him that he said he's a healer. He's my healer. So I'm confessing him as my healer. So I'm going to take him first. Amen. And then he says, well... Hey, I know of a case where somebody didn't take the person to the hospital. They were believing in God and they died. He thought he had me in a hard place. I said, it was just their time. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? It was just their time. It wasn't that the situation, they died because of cancer, they died because of that. No, it was just their time. Because nobody can live or pass on without God say so. <laughs> oh, he's in control. God is first, hallelujah, when it comes to death. God is first when it comes to life. Oh, my. Amen. God told him, put the blood over the doorpost or somebody's going to die. Hallelujah. Who was the death angel? It wasn't Satan. God said, when I see the blood. Oh, so who was controlling death? God was. Oh, oh my. I don't know about that. Man, this way here is better than playoffs. <laughs> Hallelujah. All y'all might rejoice anyway. Carolina ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. 
But church, when I, when, I, when, I, when I think about the goodness of God and putting God first, I look at Daniel. No matter what the persecution was, God was faithful. They say, Daniel, we know we can get him. He, we get him because he prayed too much. Uh, he do it three times a day. The unbelievers looking at Daniel putting God first. Yeah. <laughs> and every time the boss man, Pharaoh, used to talk to me, he said, we get to talking about God, this and this and that. I'd always speak faith. You know, and he, one day he got tired of it because he couldn't get me to say nothing negative. He said, one thing about you, you're very consistent. He's always going to come back to faith in God. I say, that's all I got. That's all I got. When this job is gone, all I got is God. Hallelujah. When the doctors fail, all I got is God. When the lawyers fail, all I got is God. When the car breaks down, all I got is God. When you can't pay the bills, all I got is God. So why not put him first? Hallelujah. Pete, if I put him first, he's in control. Woo! Oh, my. Oh, my. I feel an anointing in here. Glory! Hickory Bible Tabernacle. Amen. Seems like in the spirit realm, you're putting God first. Somebody pulling on the gift of God. Hallelujah. Pulling on the goodness of God. Church, think about it. If we come in here with the mindset that I want to see Jesus, you'll be able to see him. Amen. Because if you think about something long enough, it becomes a reality. Oh, my. Now, you know the scene. Everybody all right? I'm about to close. Daniel, the decree goes out. They say, anybody praying at a certain time of day, you're going to the lion's den. Daniel knew full well what that meant. Amen, church? It wasn't no mystery. Daniel knew full well if he prayed during those hours, it was going to be some consequences. But you know what? Daniel said, God, I put you first. <laughs> oh, you know what Daniel said? I ain't afraid of no lions. Whew, oh, my. And we thought David was the first one to defeat some lions. No, Daniel was. Hallelujah. Daniel and the lions did. Hallelujah. He didn't even have to touch them. Daniel just looked at him and said, y'all know the deal. Y'all know who I am. Hallelujah. And think about it. He in a den now. He in a den. A den means, hallelujah, that it's a house. A house of lions. And Daniel got thrown in there when they were hungry. Ready to eat. Now, I don't know about y'all. Anybody ever been to Africa? Anybody ever seen a real lion? Does Hickory have a zoo? Y'all ain't got no zoo. Close zoo where? Charlotte? Asheville? Wherever, wherever. Well, let's go to Columbia. We got a zoo. And you know, church, hallelujah. When I, the, the, the first time I went to Africa, I went to a lion park. And I saw a real lion, a real nine-foot king of the jungle, standing by this tall. That's on all fours. <laughs> and when he's standing on the back one, he's big enough to reach up to the top of a bus. <laughs> Oh my. When I saw that, I said, man, boy, that's a lion. 
And then it began to roar like rah, and they were just playing with each other like rah, and everything I read about had become a reality. And the more, the more I visited and the more I saw a real lion in Africa, I realized that the lions in Columbia and Riverbank Zoo, they on dope. <laughs> they has a kite. Yeah, they all tranquilized. They don't know if they, they don't even know if they lions. Because when I got on that bus, I got on that bus going through the safari. When we stopped where the lion was, they looked at us like, I dare any of you to get out of that bus. <laughs> you in my house now. And you know what we had to do? We had to put the instructions that said, do not get off this bus first. Hallelujah. No matter how much you thought, I'm a son of God, I'm a this, I'm a that. <laughs> the real thing will make you change your mind. In church, we sit there and look at them lions, and the lions, they're just so intimidating. It's just they, All they're doing is looking at you. But they're looking at you with an authority that I know who I am. That's how we need to look at the devil. We need to look at our situations like that, hallelujah. Nothing's out of order, nothing's out of cater, because I know who I am. Every test is coming because I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God, amen. He says every son and daughter has to be tried and proven to be what God says you are. But then you go to Columbia Riverbank Zoo. The roar don't even sound like a roar. <laughs> it's more like... <laughs> sound more like Chewbacca. <laughs> but I tell you what, you hear a real African lion in its habitat. Hallelujah. Even the power of it playing is enough to injure you. Ooh. Why? Because it's the real deal. Church, when we come to church, it's the real deal. This is not make-believe the presence of God. No. He says, amen. Let's put the scripture first. I hope, I hope you catch where I'm, what I'm really, my inspiration is tonight. Put the word of God first. In every situation. And you'll get the results of that word. Amen. And you think about it, church, if we really just put the word of God first in every situation, God has to do what that word says because he's obligated to his word. He says, seek ye first the kingdom. You say, Lord, I didn't did that. So that means everything else is supposed to follow. Hallelujah. And you know, church, Daniel, now what he does, his life is on the line. Hallelujah. But what was Daniel thinking about? Daniel was thinking about my God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory! My God is able to deliver. Amen. So Daniel opened the, opened the curtains up like he normally do. It wasn't make-believe. This was something he always did. He wasn't doing this to get attention. He wasn't doing this to be seen. He was doing what he always did. What was that? Putting God first. Hallelujah. So he puts God first. 
Amen. And then they throw him in the lion's den. And Daniel goes down in the lion's den with the favor of God on him. Hallelujah. Now, you, let me ask you a question. How's a lion going to eat a man for a man trusting in God? That'll mean God failed him. Listen to me good. I promise you. If you put God first and trust him, he will not fail. That's in every situation. Hallelujah. Every test, every trial, every tribulation, put him first and God will not fail. Hallelujah. We take Daniel's, Daniel's story. The king, they tricked the king through Daniel in there. Daniel had to sit in there. I forget how many days it was, three days or one day, whatever it was. And then the king, the king went to fasting and praying. Daniel putting God first. His life was an example to everybody around. And then it caused people in the kingdom to put God first. Oh, my. Your life has the power to be a witness to those that don't even know God like you do. If you just put him first. And our King Darius, he comes down and he's mad at, the, mad at his, his, his chamberlains or whatever you call them, all those men, because they tricked him. And then he comes down and he says, oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel, was your God able to deliver you? Daniel stands up and says, live forever, my king. <laughs> Can y'all imagine what kind of moment that was for the believers? Hallelujah. Everybody who believed in the same God Daniel did. Amen. And they threw Daniel in the lion's den. And all of them were sitting there waiting to see if Daniel was going to come out of there. Hallelujah. And Daniel probably came out of there saying... Oh, my God is able. My God is able. Y'all know what kind of revival that was. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the same thing when somebody's in the church. Hallelujah. Believe in God for healing and the doctors have pronounced this and they got x-rays and all these things. Hallelujah. And God wipes it away. It ought to produce a revival in the church. Amen. Oh, my. Whew. Oh, my. And then the king, now the lions was hungry. It wasn't no bluff. <laughs> they just couldn't eat Daniel. And then they threw all those men in there, and the lions had a feast. Whew. And then you go back to those Hebrew boys watching Daniel go through that. And they say, another decree come up. And they say, everybody that don't bow down when this music begins to play, you're going in the fiery furnace. So they started to play the music. Whew. Probably playing a little bit of Kurt Franklin or something. <laughs> Everybody was jumping and skipping and popping and locking and doing whatever they do in them days. <laughs> Ooh. And then those Hebrew boys say, not me. I believe in true worship. I believe in true worship. And somebody sees and say, look, 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 look. Look at them. They ain't bowing down. Look at them. They ain't bowing down. Everybody's seen them putting their God first. Hallelujah. You think people ain't watching your life? They watching. When the economy act up, they watching. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my. Church. And now they see Daniel. I mean, the, the Hebrew boys ain't bowing down. And then they go tell and say, look, watch, watch. Play the music again and see what those boys do. They start playing the music and boys stood firm. King came out there and said, hey. If y'all don't bow down, they're going to say, y'all don't bow down, you're going in the fiery furnace. I like those boys' answers. They say, King, we're not even careful how we answer you on this. 
I ain't going to make up no words. I ain't going to make a child try to sound all sweet and holy. Basically, you know what, King? We ain't going. We ain't bowing down. We ain't worshiping. We ain't dancing to your music. You can get in where you fit in. <laughs> Go back and read their language. They wasn't afraid. They had an experience with God. They knew what it was like to put God first. They knew he would show up. Hallelujah. In church, they put God first. And the, and the king say, oh, well you, well, you know what? Y'all going, y'all going to fire first. They king, you know what? Our God is able to deliver us. And if he don't deliver us, we still ain't bowing down. Now, there were some boys who had some contact with their God right there now. Woo-wee. My, some of us receive a little religious persecution and we about to quit. Brother, Brother Barry, I can't make it tonight. Gas too high. <laughs> we Sometimes we find any excuse just to cop out. I'm going to tell you a testimony. You know, some testimonies about God, they seem unbelievable, but they are. <laughs> a friend of mine back home in Columbia, he was going to work work one night. Well, he had just, I think he had just got off. He was working like the late shift, and it was like 3 in the morning. He on the highway, and something happened with his gas meter. Ran out of gas on the highway. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. He's like, I can't call. I ain't got nobody to call. And he said, I ain't going to call my wife and wake her up. He's like, Lord, what I'm going to do? He said, he popped his trunk. Looked in his trunk. All he had back there was some water. He's like, oh, my God. What am I going to do? He said, and then while he was sitting there thinking, he said, oh, boy, God is, God is good. He said, he was sitting on the side of the road, church, thinking. And looking at that water, and the scripture came. Jesus turned water into wine. Why he can't turn water into gas? Woo! Woo! Well, that's a God I serve. Well, we serve a big God. Woo! Church, he said that thing was on him. Believe me. He said, Lord. It's your word. You turn water into wine, and right now I need this water to be gas. He said, church, he ain't wrestle with it. He ain't think twice. He wasn't worried about uh, 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 what's going to happen, and he's a mechanic. <laughs> so against all physics of his training, he wasn't supposed to pour that water in there. He'd been taught not to do something crazy like that. But church, he took that gallon of water out or whatever, how much of it was, he took it out and pulled it all in. Pulled it all down in there. Jumped in, crooked the cob, and drove straight home. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! Yeah. Church, that's the God we said. What happened? He put the scripture first. Say, God, if you did it before, you can do it again. I don't need no wine, but I need some gas. Oh, my. Church, what do you think that did to us when we heard that? <laughs> now, we, we, we wasn't quite like this. <laughs> it 
It ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't fade out that fast. <laughs> you know, we were more like, glory, ah! oh, yeah, oh! Because, you know, sometimes God do stuff, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just speaking personal. I lose it. I lose it. I don't care who looking at me, what you think, I lose it. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I got to need God. And if you did that, I know you can do mine. I know you can take care of my situation. You turn water into gas. I ain't talking about going to the dispensary and all these things. Because you know gas ain't never water. Got water. Got an element of water and all that anyway. But you know what? I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about taking the bottle out of the trunk, pouring it where it says unlet it. <laughs> pouring it straight in there. Cranking the car, driving home, church, at least 20 miles. I heard somebody say, wow, wow. <laughs> Whoa, wow. <laughs> My wow went more like, wow. <laughs> oh, my. He said, Look, I'm sorry. I've been accused of trying to excite the people. I'm sorry. Y'all forgive me, brother. Barry, if you're watching this, forgive me. I've been accused of trying to excite the people. I'm sorry. But you know what? I am. I want you to be excited about God and his promises. Amen. And that whatever you stand in need of, if you put him first, you'll get the same results. Because he can't change. Oh my! Mm-mm-mm. But church, in my oh my, before I close, <laughs> listen. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have done. God can have mercy on anyone who puts Him first. Amen. Let's go to First Kings before I close. First Kings chapter twenty-one. First Kings 21. Oh my. Um, let's, let's start reading that verse. Um, let's start at verse 22. First Kings 21 and 22. And will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam of Nebat and like the house of Beasheth, the son of Ahijah, for the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and made Israel to sin. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Him that, him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dogs shall eat. Now he's talking about Ahab and Jezebel. 
God is saying the dog's going to eat y'all up. Are we reading the same thing? Okay. He says, and him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Look at how God looks at Ahab. He's saying, there's nobody more wicked than you, Ahab. Oh, my. And Jezebel, his wife, stirred up, verse 26. And he did very abominable in the following, in following idols, according to all things, as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. And it came, now listen to this, and it came to pass when Ahab heard these words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. (laughs) This wicked man who's done all this wrong, look at what happens when he put God first. Look, verse 28. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Seeth thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. Even this wicked man, putting God first, God gave him mercy. God had a judgment. God said, the dog's going to eat your flesh. The fowl's going to eat you in the field, whatever. Ahab heard that. Ahab went and put on sackcloth, started fasting and praying. And then God goes back, seeing the prophet. She said, look, see how he humbled himself before me. He said, nah, I ain't going to kill him like that. <laughs> Woo. If God gave a wicked man mercy like that, just by putting him first. What about those of us who are serving him? If wicked Ahab could have an audience with God, what about us? When this man, God says, see how he approached me softly, humbled himself, he fasted and prayed. He didn't say he served me. He said, no, he approached me softly. Asking God for mercy. And God gave him mercy. What about us, church? What about us tonight? Come on, musicians, I'm closing. What about us if we put God first? What can happen? What can the Lord do if we put him first? If we put him before our unsaved loved ones, if we put him before the different situations on our jobs and in our houses and and whatever else you may be going through that you need God to move. What about just saying, Lord, I put this in your hands. And then before you do it, how about you remind God what he did for Ahab? That's what I do a lot of times when I'm praying about something. I go find something that's familiar in the scripture and say, Lord, see, you did this in your word. You did this in your word, and I'm in the same situation. I need the same results, God. I need your help. Hallelujah. I need you to to, to, to move like you moved this time. Hallelujah. Is he not the same God? 
can he not do the same things or even greater? Church, I just gave you a testimony how he turned water into wine. And then he turned water into gas. What else can he do? Anything. He can do anything. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.
for asking our prayers. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Yes, I do. Hallelujah. 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 you first, Lord. Everything that we so desire, everything that we stand in need of, Lord, is is right there before us because you're guiding, you're leading, you're directing every moment, every step of our lives, Lord. And even when it looks like things are out of cater, even when it looks like we're deserted, Lord, you're right where you, we're right where you want us to be. So, Father, just help us to have the mindset, Lord, in all things to pray and put you first, Lord. Lord, before we leave this church tonight, Lord, we pray the prayer of safety, Lord, that you would guide us. Lord, you be behind each and every wheel, Lord. You bless us on the highways and byways, Lord, in the traffic, Lord, in these automobiles. Lord, you be a keeper unto us, Lord, that you've always been. Lord, we put you before, Lord, our salvation, Lord, and our healing, our finances, Lord, all the areas in our life, Lord. We, we put you, Lord, as the substance of our joy, the substance of our peace. Lord, and you've just been so good to us, Lord. And Lord, let not these kind of messages, Lord, fall by the wayside. Lord, because you're our lamb and dove, Lord. Lord, give us that character. That character, Lord, that speaks volumes of you being in control of our lives, Lord. Lord, bless each and every hearer who's heard, Lord. And let us not just be a hearer, but be a doer of putting you in place, Lord. Not in the hinder part in the ship, but Lord, we want you to stand in the front of our trouble. Stand in the front of the winds and the waves, Lord. Speak to this situation according to your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bless your name. Let church say amen. Let church say amen. God bless you, church.
dismissed and uh, we'll meet back here Lord willing on Sunday morning I'll put it in the key of F we need you Lord we need you Lord
you 